Any day one Skizzy Mars fans make some noise. Any day one Skizzy Mars fans make some noise. Welcome to Streaming Surfers, everyone. My name is August Ricardo. My name is Jesse Davis, and there is no third. Emma's name. not here. She um, is. <laughs> She's a little not COVID sick. Yeah, she has a migraine, so um, we're going to do... Big news! Big news! Big, big hot news week. It's a steamy week of steamy news with all the steamy stuff that's steamy. Exactly. And then we'll we'll talk about Tenet next week. Yeah. Um, Or will we? Who knows? (laughs) Stay tuned to the end of the episode to find out. I really wish um, I had actually watched Army of the Dead this weekend. Yeah. And I'm gonna done that, but that's all right. Oh well. Um, so let's get into all of this news because there's a good amount of news, and there I think is. we can talk about it for a bit. And I think I'm gonna start talking about something I know I can talk about for a while, and you're just gonna have to sit there and listen. Oh, okay. Pokemon reveals key box art uh, and game release dates. So uh, the first game is Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl. Uh, November 19th, 2021. Sounds lame. Uh, I'm gonna hit you. And then <laughs> Pokemon Legends Arceus. Uh, January 20th. Oh, wait, it's Arceus. Eh, it's contentious. Uh, Jan- sounds vaguely lame. Uh, January 28th, 2022. Um, so I'm gonna show you these these uh, box arts and you're gonna tell me what you think. One of them sure looks like some kids standing on a mountain with some Pokemon nearby them. And the other one... Sure looks like a remaster of Diamond and Pearl from when I was in, like, the fourth grade. Uh, you were in the second grade. We were both in the second grade. Well, actually, it was in the first grade. So, um... Oh, yeah, that's right. What do you... The one that came with the little pedometer that you could... That was Heart Gold, Soul Silver. I had that one. Would you like to know a fun fact? I would. Um, so... <laughs> similar to a predicament I find myself in these days where I'm just trapped off a turtle. Um... Back in the day, I had a uh, one of those pedometer things, mm-hmm. and um, I had my little guy, Shuckle is his name, that's the Pokemon's name, he's a little turtle, he's like a noodle turtle, that's the way to describe a Shuckle. Oh. And um, so what happened is, I had him on the little walker thingy, Yeah. and then um, I restarted my game with him still on it, so then I went to go put him back so I could walk around with my fucking Cyndaquil or whatever, and then... The game was like, oh, that's not his trainer. And I'm like, his trainer is dead. So there's this <laughs> little turtle trapped forever on this pedometer. That's rough. I know. Rough for my man. RIP to my man, Shuckle. <laughs> so I'm personally quite excited for uh, these games. Um, basically, we got so Pokemon Brilliant Diamond, Shining Pearl. As you said previously, they are a remastered edition of Pokemon uh, Diamond and Pearl from the aughts. They are uh, fantastic games, fan favorite games, although that's kind of some Pokemon things are. Aren't all games fan favorite games? Well, more so that um, everyone is really jazzed on um, one generation. Like, um, okay, so uh, up until I think it came out when we were freshmen in high school, the remakes of the Generation 3. Uh, so that would be. Uh, Ruby Sapphire, so Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire. Sure. They, um, they, everyone was like jazzed on Hoenn and everything was Hoenn confirmed. Mm-hmm. And then, like, the minute those games were released, everyone was, was real, had a huge boner for Generation 4. Everyone was like, dude, the Sinnoh games were so clean. 
Sure. That's just kind of how it is. Yeah. Um, Pokemon fans are never happy. But no. like all fans. Um, of all things. So, <laughs> I'm excited for these games, though. Uh, Diamond was the first game I ever uh, bought. I got $100 for my birthday, and I bought a uh, little cart of uh, Pokemon Diamond, and then my dad bought Rainbow Six Siege with the rest of my birthday money. Nice. Yeah. Pretty awesome dad move. Poggers. Um, nope. <laughs> Sorry, guys. That was the podcast. Bye. <laughs> Logging off. Talk, Jeff. So, oh. um, <laughs> Sorry. I'm out of here. So, I'm very excited for these games, these remasters. Uh, and then, they also, have you seen... I know I told I sh- might have showed you guys the stuff when it was announced because Calvin was on that episode, uh, but th- do you know what these games look like? Yes. Like they're kind of chibi Animal Crossing style. Yeah. What do you think of that? I don't know, sure. People are mad about it. Pokemon games don't look like that. Whatever, man. You know what I think Pokemon games look like? Um, Pokemon games. <laughs> Whatever the fuck Nintendo decides to give you that day. Kind of, yeah. Uh, if it's got Pokemon in it, it's a Pokemon game. Yeah. It looks like one. So, what do you know about Pokemon Legends Arceus? Uh, it looks like that Legend of Zelda game. It is. And you just run about in the grass, and you don't really fight the Pokemon. It's like, it no, you not go without you having battle. to leave your, the comfort of your your oh. ass. Right. No, you fight, you fight them, you like catch them and shit. No, more than I do. Yeah. Uh, I mean, at least that's what the, the demo looked like. I'm very excited for that. It's a it's a fresh new direction to take the franchise. Sure. Especially because I think these are the last games they need to remake. Maybe. Probably. So I'm gonna I'm gonna explain the situation to you, and I want you to uh, be active and try to understand what I'm talking about. Okay. So the history of why people Pokemon like remakes these games is the first time they remade it, it was Pokemon uh, Fire Red and Leaf Green. And they remade that one because uh, when they switched from like the Game Boy Color to the Game Boy Advance, there was no way to connect it, so they just made it with all the old Pokemon and shit on it, and then you just sent them over. And then the same thing happened uh, in Generation Four because there were um, games for the first with the first generation because there was a remake, the third generation which was the one on the Game Boy Advance, right. and then the fourth generation which was the one on the DS. Mm-hmm. But there was no like second generation game, so they remade that. Sure. And people just kind of wanted the third one, so they did that. And also, it was a little obtuse, I guess, to send something all the way through time from like a game in 2003 to a game in 2014, mm-hmm. so they remade that. But this is like the last one they need to really remake, maybe, right. if they even need to make it at all. And then the other problem is, uh, starting in Gen 5, there's... Um, so there's black and white, and there's black and white too. Mm-hmm. So if they had to do those remakes, it would probably be Pokemon Dark Black and Pokemon Bright White and Pokemon... Right. Uh, like, again, Pokemon Dark Black 2, more Dark Black, darker and blacker this time, and brighter and whiter. <laughs> Crest 3D White. <laughs> Pokemon Crest 3D White. But, yeah. Why don't they just turn them into one game? Because then they wouldn't make money, Jesse. Because... No, no, no. I mean, like, why not, like, if you're going to do a remaster, do, like... Yes. Pokemon Darkest Black and Brightest White and have it be like a remastered edition of Black 1 and 2 smushed together and White and White 2 smushed together. That would be pretty smart, actually. And like, you could charge like $100 for it and people would pay. Yeah, I mean, they could do that. Uh, the thinking I've seen a lot is the Legends Arceus will essentially replace that because, I mean, it's... 
they can just swap out whose names on the bottom because Arceus is sure. the big the big uh, senpai of Gen Four. So I think they'll just put Pokemon Legends Curum or some shit, and it'll be in the past. Sure. Right. Does any of that what I just said make sense to you? Uh, I mean, like in theory, I know what about half of those words mean on their own. Right. Together, a little less, but I think I'm following. Okay. Do you have any? Do you think we have anything else to talk about regarding Pokemon? I have nothing to say to begin with. Do you think I have any more things to rant to the wind? Um, how do you feel about Piplup being on the that cover? Um, Piplup's not on that <clears throat> cover. So yeah. No, he's not. Yeah, he is. Which one's Pepper? Point at it. Oh, no, that's the, the otter dude. Like that's Oshawa. Oshawa or something. Yes, you knew it. That's Oshawa. I like Piplup. Uh, Piplup's very fun. I, uh... So then, in that case, what are your thoughts about Piplup not being on the cover of this game? I'm fine with it because... I'm outraged. The gimmick of Legends Arceus is that your starters aren't starters from Sinnoh. They're from other regions. Well... I'll have, you know, Nintendo people that well, you can just, just pisses me off. Well, you can just find a Piplup in the wild in that game. No. Yeah, you see it. It's like playing on an iceberg, mm-hmm. like literally in the trailer. It's entirely too difficult. You know I'd never make it past the first, like, 20 minutes of the game. I know you wouldn't make it past the plastic wrapping surrounding Pokemon Legends Arceus. <laughs> That's also true. <laughs> <clears throat> what do you mean? That's very true. <laughs> Alright. Um, moving... On or backwards, um, you know I talked about uh, the zombie fucking shit, Army of the Dead. Yes. Want to have some more Snyder mm. news? I suppose. So there's a couple pieces. So the first one I saw today was that apparently um, he mm. said that. For, I actually have a question. Okay. I don't hate Zack Snyder. I need to make that very clear. Like I don't like. I don't necessarily think the Snyder Cut should have happened, but that being said, I like it. Um, and I, if it was going to happen for like any reason, his reasoning is, I suppose, the best. Sure, yeah. No, I have very complex thoughts on Zack Snyder that have been made more complex by watching Army of the Dead. <laughs> Does he hate women? Um, I don't think he hates women so much as he just hates his audience. I'll know what that means when I watch it. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, a little bit he hates women. Does he hate women or is he not on the right for women? Um, it's more of a general indifference to women and female characters in general. Okay. In that, like, it appears as though he does know how to write for them and he has no, like, malice towards them. He just neglects to. Do you think he just likes writing for big, strong men who do big, strong man things? Yeah. Okay. So, um, my question, though, is who lets him continue to do these interviews? Who's interviewing Zack Snyder? Because every week, he says something new, and I'm like, who's talk- who are you talking right. Who let you say these things? So, uh, his <clears throat> thing this week was he was talking about how apparently early on in development, uh, Man of Steel was set in the Nolaniverse. Yeah, and that it would um, and just, allude to JGL being that baddie boy. Yeah. Would you want to see that? Would that make Fantasy feel better for you? Uh, my issue with Man of Steel was not an absence of Batman. <laughs> it lied in many, many other departments. <laughs> but, like, I suppose it wouldn't 
have made it worse and it could have made it better? I don't know. All right. It would, it probably, like, the entire whole scape of comic book movies as we know them now would look different. Maybe, but also I wouldn't fucking care. Um, yeah, I don't know if it would be a good different or a bad different or if I would really even care. But, I mean, you know, I well, was like, 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 you know what this movie really needed to make it good? Joseph Gordon-Levitt as Batman. Well, yeah, here's the thing. I mean, in Man of Steel, what would that accomplish? Like, nothing. Would I just, like, see a poster that had Batman and then would I also separately see, like, also there's this guy... Because it's not like... Because I don't even know his fucking character's name. But like... It's like John. Right. But he's not Bruce Wayne. Like... Right. You could be like... Oh, like you could have like a poster or something. Like a billboard. Like Bruce Wayne on a billboard or something. And it could be Christian Bale. And I could be like... Oh, like in the other movies. (laughs) Right. Oh, you know. Those movies. Yeah, like... I don't know, like... Someone be reading Forbes and Christian Bale could be on it and be like right. bad boy Bruce Wayne and I'm like oh yeah all right I get I know that him but like what the fuck is Joseph Gordon Levitt like he's just like a cop right like he's a cop who gets to be Batman but like yeah he's a cop still yeah like I don't even know uh, but other word and that, the other thing is that Sucker Punch stars. Mm are campaigning for the release of Zack Snyder's director cut with hashtag release the Snyder punch. You know what I have to say? I have something to say, and I'm going to interrupt you before you say your thing. Please. There's already director's cut of, Snyder, of Sucker Punch. I've fucking seen it! <laughs> it's on, it comes on the DVD. Um, but I, I also think that director's cuts are a thing that need not really exist, and that can just be, like, a, a nice thing for the directors to have and, like, show their buddies <laughs> in their, like, home theaters in their large mansions, right. you know? Like, I, the movie you make is the movie you make, man. And if it sucked, that sucks. But you should have made a better movie. Right. Like, I, you don't get the second chances. <laughs> right. I mean, I, have you ever seen Sucker Punch? No. There are some things I like a bit more in the director's cut. Specifically, for whatever reason, the MPAA cut was more diggity down with rape. Oh. Yeah. Um, well, I don't love that. Yeah. But, okay. Like, um, basically, for those <clears throat> spoilers for Sucker Punch. A movie that came out in, like, 2008? Like, 11. Um, so, at the end of it... Uh, Baby doll, mm-hmm. uh, has to um, or like is gonna sleep with John Hamm, who's also a doctor, but like in her mindscape is a pimp. Sure. And he's all, yeah, I buy, uh, I bought uh, an evening with you, and I know you're a virgin, which is pretty sweet. But um, I want you to be, uh, I want you to want to do it. So, uh, like he's like, yeah, you gotta like want me to fuck you. But he's not like I'm gonna seduce you. He's like, yeah, uh, I have my guards here. Um. You gotta, like, say yes, but we're not leaving until we do. Right. So she was like, oh, um, all right. Like, in the director's cut, she was, like, clearly, like, or in the director's cut, the, um, theatrical cut, she's not, like, overtly diggity down with it. Right. Like, she's like, oh, well, I guess I have to do this if I want to leave. 
Right. <clears throat> and then, um, so that happens. But then in the director's cut, he actually like put some John Hamm moves on her. Sure. But in both cuts, John Hamm, like, when it exits the mindscape and goes back to the real world, is like, did you see those mad fuck-me eyes she was giving me as I was lobotomizing her? Yeah. Damn. <laughs> that's not, a, it's not that's, a good movie. Yeah, no. <laughs> um, but yeah. I also, you know, I personally, I think Zack Snyder, I do think Zack Snyder's a really good dude, for the most part. Yeah. I think he's a little pretentious. And a touch full of himself, but, you know, who isn't? Right. And I think that he needs to stop trying to make movies about characters he doesn't know anything about. Mm-hmm. And should stick to making movies about characters that he invents, because then no one can tell them he's wrong. Right. Um, well, we were watching... We were watching I think he's a good director. I just think he has a, like, some type of, like, medically diagnosed can't understand other people's characters' disease. Well, I think it's, um, I think that's what it is, because I've seen an interview with him, or I watched a video about something else, and an interview was included in it, and it was talking about uh, him watching Watchmen, or reading Watchmen, like, as a young lad. Right. Um, and he was like, oh, this is sweet, the violence and sex, that's why Watchmen's cool. Right. And I'm like, you that's read like, Watchmen wrong. <laughs> it's like the exact wrong <laughs> reading of Wrong Watchmen. reading of Watchmen. I think, um, do you, were you in a, you had a, in elementary school, did you have, um, like, AR quizzes? Yeah. I think that if you want to do an adaptation, so I think you should have to take an AR quiz on it. Correct. Graded by the author. <laughs> or by, like, the foremost authority on that text if the author has since passed. Right. And, there, there has to, and, if, you fa- and if you fail, you don't get to direct it. Right. I saw a, um... New job for Hollywood. I was reading an article. It's like five jobs that should exist in Hollywood. Uh-huh. One of them's called a book slap, slapper. It was number one. Basically, uh, so it's someone who's read the book or the piece that's being adapted. Uh-huh. And every time the director goes, yeah, but what if they just get slapped? Sure. <laughs> so that's, I think Zack Snyder needs one of those. Yeah, he does. Do you want to talk about the Sidibili? The what? The CW. The Subidi-dubidi. Oh, sure. Let's talk about the CW. So the Powerpuff Girls live-action pilot needs to be reworked. Yeah. Um, so, have you read it? The pilot script was leaked? Parts of it, yeah. Oh, I have not. It was, like, circulating <clears> on TikTok, <throat> I guess. I haven't read it either. Apparently it's not great. <laughs> well, sure. And the, the... What's it called? I, listen, let me allow me to be very clear. I'm excited for this show. I'm Am I excited for this show because of the plot? No. I'm excited for this show because it gives me more opportunities to look at Dove Cameron and and Chloe Bennett like <laughs> acting and and being fun. Like that's that's what I'm here for. Right. I don't Well, the CEO of CW said it's too campy and their Powerpuff Girls show wasn't rooted in reality. Good. <laughs> it should be. Maybe the pilot is fine. <laughs> Maybe I, we don't need to see bubbles like shoot up heroin behind a dumpster or something. Like Zack Snyder should not be the executive producer of the Powerpuff Girls live action TV show. I think the CW is so funny, man. Because... They do some weird shit. They do some weird shit, but I don't think they want to do the shit they do, you know? Like, 
Let it be fun and campy. We've, or I have at the very least, and Jesse has agreed, expounded on why um, The Legends of Tomorrow is the best Arrowverse show. And... Yeah, something like that. Right. And it's because it knows what it is. Like... Yeah. Listen, man. Like, shows like The Flash are kind of cheeks sometimes, you know? Because, like, they're so melodramatic and shit. Yeah, I I don't know if I completely agree. I still have to watch like all the Arrowverse shows, um, um, to say that it's the best. But I will certainly say that the self awareness is a refreshing change of pace. Yeah, well, like, exactly. Like people say some shit in the Flash, and I'm like, how many takes did it, did that require for Grant to, right, to get Stop a straight Flash. face? <laughs> like, and if you see the CW or the CW, the Light and Fire actors. They clearly love what they do. Right. Like, yeah. So. They're very clearly having a ball. Yeah. And they understand that what they're doing is ridiculous. Right. Like, um, uh, I don't know how many of you guys know this. Uh, John Constantine. Mm-hmm. Uh, in Jesse and I's favorite movie, DC, uh, Justice League Dark Apocalypse War. Don't besmirch me in this manner. Uh, there's this joke, I guess. Or it's revealed that, like, King Shark used to top John Constantine. Yeah, at least once. <laughs> so, <clears throat> I saw an interview with Matt Ryan. Uh, he's the guy who, I guess, has the, the market cornered on John Constantine. He does. Although, not anymore. In a second. Oh, no, I know what you're talking about, and you're wrong, actually. Am I wrong? Yes. No. Oh. But we'll get there. We will get there. Um, so... Ooh, all right, all right. Um, so, uh, I had an interview, and he was... Like, yeah, uh, I think I should book King Shark and Legends tomorrow so I can get pegged by him. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, Matt Ryan. But, yeah. So more CW stuff. Uh, the Flash. We have two The Flash things. So we had our first look at Impulse. And it was bad. The costume looked great, and Jordan Fisher is wonderfully cast, but that picture is bad. <laughs> I get what they were doing, you know? Sure. Like, but comic panels don't translate into real life all right. the time. Especially, like, like there are some, you know, like... Yeah, some do. Like, landscape kind of shots or, like, silhouette shots. Like, you can make, like, a Batman where, where it's, like, shadowy and just, like, the eyes are all you can see. Right. And, like, lightning is striking behind you. That looks like you can see. But, like, mid-run doing, like, a fist pump in the air, that looks fucking stupid. Yeah, in my it, looks, it looks dumb. Like, that... Especially in a still... Like, you think if he was, like, if there's, like, a scene and he's, like, yeah. running and then it just, like, slow mode for a second and then it, like, sped up again? Yeah. That would be, like, oh, that was cheesy but, like, fun or whatever. But this is, like, an image that is burned into for eternity. A, yeah. And it just looks really, really bad. Yeah. I mean, you know, I'm very excited for um, Jordan Fisher's uh, Bart Allen. I mean, I'm, exci- I'm excited for him. I may never experience it, but I... Yeah. I hope it's great. I'm... <laughs> yes... Um, so also the Flash season 8 will kick off with 7 not 7 dyslexia 5 crossover type episodes featuring superhero team ups from across the Arrowverse do you like care? I mean no because I don't consume this I don't even but like, know there's like 5 superheroes to team up with across the Arrowverse yeah I mean there are obviously but like but like yeah Black it, Lightning's ending sounds fun oh Black Lightning's ending Supergirl's ending so, what does that leave? Like, Superman and Lois, Life of Tomorrow, and The Flash? Is that it? Yeah, I think so. Oh, and Batman, maybe? 
Whack. Who knows? Who cares? Um, so the other thing is the Scooby Gang is is getting back together for the Scooby Doo reunion special coming to CW in quarter four, twenty twenty one. Who like cares? You know. Right. Like. Okay. If the CW is going to give me Scooby Doo content, make a live action TV show. I want it really, really bad. I really don't. <laughs> like at all. But yeah, exactly. Who honestly, with the exception of like the live action cast, I really don't know who was in Scooby Doo. Like off the top of my head. Right. Like I can maybe name two of the original voice actors. I just know Frank Walker. I know <clears throat> Casey Kasem. Uh, he's the original oh, Shaggy. Yeah. But that's it. Like if they bring out the actresses who did Daphne and Dama, I'll be like, you're sure people. Right. So. Those are in fact people. Yeah. Like, yeah, Scooby Doo's like cool or whatever, but. Yeah. Ah. <sighs> Too many reunion specials, man. Yeah, we don't need them. Like, the Fresh Prince and Friends, like... They're not even really reunions. Right. They're just like... They're just the people getting back together in a room, and I don't care. Yeah. If you're going to give us a reunion, give us a reunion episode. Right. Where it's like, you know, Thanksgiving, and the friends are all getting back together again. Yeah. And they've got, like, their kids there this time and stuff. Like I didn't know that wasn't what the Fresh, the Fresh Prince special was until I, like, saw the trailer. Right. And I was like, oh. That's neat, I guess, but I'm not going to watch it. Yeah. Because I know what these actors have done with their lives. Exactly. I don't need to hear them tell it to me again in a condensed format. I've lived it. Yeah. Like, here's the thing. I wasn't consuming media in 1993. Right. So I really don't give a shit about the the Will Smith OG Aunt Viv beef being squashed live in front of me. I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> I don't. I mean, like, I kind of care, but also like, you know, I got all the caring I needed out of it by seeing someone repost that scene on the Twitter. Right. Like, I don't. I I I was really excited for the Fresh Prince reunion because I love the Fresh Prince, but it. It was it was a reunion, and it was not like a reunion episode, and that sucked. <laughs> like if, I've heard it, it was great, but it's like it's not my bag. I don't care. I have more Zack Snyder news. Oh fuck me! I hope you haven't seen this. All right, let's see. So as you know, Zack Snyder is is writing his King Arthur cinematic universe, right? His what? His King Arthur cinematic. Oh fuck you! Yeah. Have you, have you heard this yet? No. He revealed its setting. What? Its setting, where it's set. Like, 6th century England? Nope. <laughs> oh. I'll give you three guesses, and I'll give you... I don't you, want three guesses. I'll give you two guesses. I don't want two guesses. I've given my one guess. I want you to tell me where the fuck he's putting my... <laughs> my characters. What's he doing to them? Zack Snyder has revealed... Uh... Or, Zack Snyder has started writing his King Arthur movie and reveals it's set in. Drumroll, please. The Gold Rush era of America. What? <laughs> Why? <laughs> what? 
Why? Is that not a good setting for Kate? No! <laughs> what, what, what makes you say that? Because that doesn't make any fucking sense. Okay, nobody pay attention to this and everybody, get to, everybody go watch The Green Knight starring Dev Patel. It comes out, like, in a month. Right. But yeah, um, what's wrong with a, with a gold rush? You know what's wrong with that. I, I don't. I want you to tell me. There are so many like key components of these characters where it it really has to take place in like early current era stuff or like modern, you know. But putting it in like anywhere in between that, it really doesn't work. I Especially like that's like the worst time period you can set it in. It's like the <laughs> when was the gold rush? Like early eighteen hundreds. 40, uh, 1849. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, like, that's really, like, the worst time you could set it. If you went, like, forward or backwards 200 years, it would be fine, well, I guess. Not great, but fine. But then, no. Well, here's my thing. Um, think about, like, another era people set something a lot, like the 20s. Or sure. Right? The 20s is very broad. Yeah. Like... When you hear, oh, it's set in the 20s, you think, oh, they're either, it's either Gatsby or, like, they're poor or something. Right. And it's, yeah. But, like, you have a very clear understanding of what that means. Right. And, I don't know, maybe a great Gatsby-esque King Arthur has some merit. It sure. doesn't, probably. It doesn't, but, but you know, if somebody if tried it, it could maybe be interesting. Yeah. Or more like if, like, Shakespeare plays, right? Like, right. Like a, or like a Midsummer Night's Dream set in the 20s. Sure, that, right? that's just called The Great Gatsby. Right. But, you know what I mean? It's, you know. But, the 20s is broad. Like, generally when someone says it's set in the 20s, it means New York. Right. But, it's broad. The Gold Rush is not broad, because it's, no. like, three years in a very specific, like, 50-mile radius of California. Right. Like, who cares? I assume he thought, man, wouldn't it be sweet... Um, if King Arthur wore a cowboy hat, I would say like pull the pickaxe from a stone or something like that. Whatever, man. <laughs> but, Whatever. But like, it just also doesn't fucking work. No. So, can't wait to see Robin Hood though. It, what? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> what do you know that I don't know, August? Robin Hood's also in these movies. It's all public domain, baby. Is he actually, or are you being like, what's happening? August, I need you to tell me. Jesse, you don't like Robin Hood. August. <laughs> you know I love Robin Hood. Moving on. No. <laughs> is he actually in these? Like, is that a confirmed thing? I might have heard that, but I don't like. Uh, Zack Snyder. But I don't know that 100%. Stop it. Stop it. Just write your... Fun little zombie movies. Just write them. Do that. Honestly, Robin in the Gold Rush. That works. has more merit, I suppose. Kind of works. Like, but also I don't love like, it. Yeah. But if you want to make like a gunslinger Robin Hood, I guess I see the, I can see like the, the thought process there. Sure. So maybe maybe put Robin Hood in these movies, Zack Snyder. That's that's my takeaway. Maybe, but why are Arthur and Robin crossing paths in the first place? Huh? 
Whatever. It's the same era. No, it's not. <laughs> they're very different eras. No, they're not. A lot happened. It's like 700 years apart, man. <laughs> but nothing happened in those Shut up. A lot happened. He sounds so defeated. Zack Snyder really just... He just punches me in the balls every day. <laughs> For no good reason. So, is this def- defeat out of the Gold Rush thing, or is it out of the vague possibility that maybe Robin Hood is in these movies? I mean, it's out of just like the concept of these movies existing, because Zack Snyder shouldn't make a movie about any character that was not written by Zack Snyder. But What do you think is a character that's very important to the King Arthur Mythos? Like, just give me one. That's a lot. No, he doesn't need to be in it. Uh, no, we take him out into the desert and shoot him in the head in the first five minutes. Yeah, that'll that'll show the audience. Right. Uh, okay, Zach. No, Merlin. Right. No, Merlin is actually there the whole time, but he's playing a different character, and right. then he shows up in the last five minutes of the director's cut, and then uh, we never see him again. Yeah. He's like, "Hello, it's me, Merlin." Hello, it's it's me, Merlin. I've been here the whole time. I haven't been helping you. Go fuck yourself, I suppose. Yeah. But you know, you might need me in the future, and then the movie ends in the universe ends. Right. Do you want me to make you feel better, Jesse? Please. Knives Out News. Knives Out News! Knives Out 2. Fucking love Knives Out. Pocono's Boogaloo um, casts Kate Hudson. Oh, yeah, they did do that. They did. Thoughts? Sick. <laughs> it's fair. Um, anything else you want to add? Or? No. Okay. I uh, mean, like. I'm I'm super stoked for Knives Out. I have complete faith in Ryan Johnson in anything he does, mm-hmm. including Star Wars. Just there's some news that will probably come up later that I just want that out there that Ryan Johnson directed the best Star Wars movie in 30 years, um, quite recently, um, and also one of the best mystery movies of all time, um, and also some kick-ass sci-fi movies. Go watch Looper, and I just. I love Ryan Johnson, and I love all the actors he's cast thus far, and I hope he casts more of them. And then for the third one, he casts me. Borat 2, multi-part special mm. drops May 5th, 25th on Prime Video. Wow. Borat um, VHS featuring outtakes um, from the film. Borat's American Lockdown, a 40-minute reality show special. And Debunking Borat, six documentary shorts. The concept of calculus. What? We're naming things I don't care about. <laughs> Why do you hate Borat? Because it's... I just do, man. I've seen enough of it to know that it is super not my bag. And uh, it kind of upsets me, the like awards buzz and stuff that it got. Even though it didn't really win much, which it shouldn't have. But it... Uh, just several things. I've said them several times on the podcast. If you care, go listen to our other episodes. You have. Um, so. Sonic 2. The movie plot was leaked by the U.S. Copyright Office. And I knew it. I didn't know it. I haven't seen the first one. Or I. But, like, I knew it. I knew what it was going to be. And it, like, if I had to write, uh, uh, back of the DVD box summary of this movie, I would have written pretty much exactly what they had, except for one detail. Right. Um, so the, the basic plot of this movie is that uh, 
I already forgot their name. It's not in front of me. I didn't care. Um, so it's James Marsden and Girl from the Sonic movies. Sure. Um, they go on vacation. I think their names are Scott and Tammy. Good names. Um, then they leave their adopted son slash best friend slash furry roommate Sonic mm-hmm. alone. And then uh, Jim Carrey, he's back and he has Jason Momoa and Knuckles with him this time. And then he's all, we're gonna fucking uh, find this bitch an emerald. And then Tails rocks up. He's like, Sonic, we gotta fucking find the emerald! And then he's like, yeah, let's do it, Tails. And then the quest begins. What do they do? I don't know. It doesn't, like, explain the whole plot. Yeah, no, I know. I think, I legitimately think it's the back of the DVD box. Like, they copyrighted the DVD box. Right. And it was just that. So... Neat, I guess. Yeah, cool. Good good for Sonic fans. Right. Um, I will probably watch Sonic at some point. I just haven't yet. Right. Um, Hocus Pocus 2 officially arrives on Disney Plus Fall 2022. Cool. Have you ever seen the first Hocus Pocus? I have. I'm of the opinion that it's good. I'm of the opinion that, like, yeah, it's all right. Yeah, you know, it's good. I don't need to like I'm watch not, it again. Right. I've seen it like when I was six, and then I watched it this year or last year, I guess. And I was like, "Whatever, dude. It's fine." I yeah, you know, I I know plenty of people. <sighs> there you go. I'm gonna hit you. Um, I'm gonna I knew. I know plenty of people who. Um, that was my knee, not him. Yeah. For, like, the months of August through December make having seen the movie the Hocus Pocus their entire personality, which is, like, fine. But so I was expecting it to be, like... One of those, one of those people you think actually have not seen it. I wonder whom. Oh! I know whom, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Right? Yeah. Um, but, you know... So I was expecting it to be this like, holy shit! This is, this is like the best Halloween movie ever made, and I'm like, yeah, you know, it's, it's pretty good. Yeah. And then I, never mind. What? No, I can't say it on there. Want me to mute? No. Interlude over. Nothing happened. Scenes. Yeah, nothing happened. So. Um. So, let's go to some more stuff. Um. I guess I gotta fucking talk about this. Oh, what is it? Kevin Spacey will return to oh. film in Franco Nero Luomo's Che. Okay, Franco Nero's Luomo Che de Nigodio. With Vanessa Redgrave. It's oh, Italian. Yes, 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 yes. Okay, okay. Or The Man Who Drew God. That's the that's the yeah. translation. Um, and who is he playing in this film, August? Uh, from what I read, he's playing a sex detective. Uh-huh. Uh, a detective who investigates sex crimes? Yeah. I mean, you know. You know, I suppose it takes one to know one, I guess, but... Right. <laughs> I... So, uh, the uh, director actually have a comment from him for what he said to ABC News. He said, uh, I'm quoting him here, I'm very happy Kevin agreed to participate in my film. I consider him a great actor, and I can't wait to start the movie. Sure. 
Kevin Spacey is a great actor. That's a factual statement. Yeah. However, he's a great actor who shouldn't work anymore and shouldn't have been working for the past 30 years because he molests children. Not only is he a rapist, he's a pedophile too. And he tried to be like, no, it's okay, guys, I'm gay. Right. He tried to say, I know that I'm a pedophile, but also I'm gay, so you can't be mad right. at me. Which just made like a I know, lot of I know worse. the headlines are saying I rape <coughs> little boys, but I'm here to tell you that I love I that little boy. <laughs> and that just that but I swing only in that direction of my of, right uh, too far. So um, like well, the other thing is, and we talked about this. Um, he shouldn't work anymore. He shouldn't work anymore. But here's the thing, you know. When these sort of scandals happen to celebrities, the unspoken rule is you just shut up for a bit. Right. And then you either kind of silently produce stuff forever, or you just shut up for a year, you say, I don't know, have a not-that-funny comedy special, and then you just direct a season of a show you used to star in. Yeah. Topical. And, um... But Kevin Spacey didn't do that. No. He is a gremlin. He's a holiday gremlin. Who will show up every Thanksgiving. He ruins Christmas every year. <laughs> and just tell us we miss him. Every Christmas, I'm there like with my family in my pajamas with the Santa hat on, looking at all this cool shit that my family worked very hard to get me. And then I like check Twitter and see fucking Kevin Spacey's face. I'm like, God damn it, Christmas is ruined. I'll, so- I'll never forget the first one of those, man. I was like, I thought he was threatening, like, a terrorist attack. <laughs> like, I'm well, not did you know One of his accusers died the next day? Yeah. I mean, by their own hand, but... I mean, well, know, yeah, they say so about Epstein. Yeah, so did Jeffrey Epstein <laughs> in quotation marks. Right, right. Like, you know, that's kind of fucking wacky. Uh, like, that's a, that's a terrifying coincidence. Best case scenario. And it's never the best case scenario in Hollywood. Right. I... Oh my god. I can't believe... Like, it's all but confirmed that, like, 50% of the people who die in Hollywood, either by accident or by suicide, that is not the case. Do you know... There are assassinations taking place. Do you know Kevin Spacey is a Scientologist? He is? I said, do you know he is? I don't think so. Oh. Well, you know what they say about Scientologists? You get one free one. You get one free one. (laughs) You can either have them kill someone for you, or, or have them cover it up. Or have them cover it up. You get one. Right. Second one, you're on your own. You get one murder! You Just get one murder! Just, Just the one. one! You can't have two! Uh, so, hot, hot scoop, hot rumor, or not rumor, I mean a thing that maybe an actor said on accident. Ooh, I'm going to send you a thing that we should talk about here in a minute. Is... Darren Cross slash the Yellow Jacket gonna be back for Ant Man and the Wasp Quantumania? I mean, he got squished, but also, um, you know, maybe he got like tiny squished and is now in yeah. the tiny place. Maybe not. He's in the he's in the tiny place. Uh, so basically, uh, Evangeline Lilly um posted the like the oh I have a script, uh. A thing. Uh huh. We'll end with that. Right. Uh, what he just said. And, uh, so in the comments, I'm pretty sure she's the only, like, oh, other than Catherine Newton. Uh, she's the only actress who has, like, social media. So she's like, hashtag Michelle Pfeiffer. Hashtag Michael Douglas. Hashtag Paul Rudd. Hashtag Corey Stoll. 
Hmm? I don't like fucking give a shit. I mean, I like... Actually, that's not true. I mean, he's a good enough villain for that movie. But yeah, I he's good enough. But I couldn't tell you, like, a thing he does. Right. I know he has his ray that shrinks that people. fucked up shit to sheep. He does that fucked up shit to sheep, and he has, like, his um, shrink ray, but it doesn't work, so it's a goo ray. And it's I don't understand why... It's not a shrink ray, it's a shrink spray. No, I mean, like, the little, his little gun. Remember? Oh, Where he's like, hello, businessman, I'm gonna threaten. Oh, this doesn't work, but you're goo now, and I'm like, I'm like you should probably... Goopy. Why don't you put that in one of your lasers, my guy? Right. Maybe you should have that. Yeah. This broken weapon be... That's sort of like an instant murder, Ray. Yeah. Like, maybe Ant-Man wouldn't have beat you if you... Uh... Had that on you. Yeah, if you could just turn it... If you stayed strapped. Yeah. So, um, anyways, moving on. Hot rumor. It's a spicy little rumor. It's a rumor that's spicy. Sizzled me. Is Disney eyeing to purchase DC Comics? No, they're not. Unless they were going to sell Marvel, which would be about the dumbest thing any human being has ever done. And you say what you want about Disney, but they're not fucking dumb. First of all, they wouldn't. B, they don't want to. And C, they legally couldn't. Because then they would own a monopoly on on comic book like just publishing rights they don't have a monopoly and it would have to be broken up and then that would fuck their whole shit up right like they 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 wouldn't don't want to and can't right these rumors come about like once every year and it's just not true right but speaking of um trusts Amazon is buying MGM Studios for 8.45 billion dollars uh huh and then, and then he also... Uh, Mr. B himself said that they would be reimagining some uh, MGM properties in their own Amazon way. For the modern age. And I'm like, one of the ones you mentioned was Rocky. And I'm like, that already was reimagined for the modern day. It's called right. Creed. It's called Creed. Um, like, then, just, I can't wait for the next James Bond movie when he comes, like, riding into the scene on one of the Amazon mail delivery drones. Right. And then, like, winks at Jeff Bezos. Jeff Bezos is the Bond girl. And also the villain. <laughs> Jeff Bezos does look like Dr. Evil. Exactly. Oh, my God. Um, it's just going to be propaganda now, yeah? Yeah. Because I could absolutely see a Bond movie where they have to fight not Jeff Bezos. Right. That is a couple of Bond movies. <laughs> That already exists. And, and Austin Powers movies. Right. And now they're going to be like, uh, no. It's but. Amazon Tech. Daddy Bezos has saved. Right. <laughs> Jeff Bezos is going to be in like a slit evening sequin gown. Yes. He's going to stick his leg out. And a sexy red wig. Yeah. I was trying to think like a sex pun, but I couldn't. He's going to be dressed like Jessica Rabbit. Good I'd actually pay good money to see Jeff Bezos in a Jessica Rabbit costume. Does he have to have like a like a fake giant fake tits? Yes. Okay. But that have to be like proportional to Jessica's rabbits out there like no yeah. no waist. Yeah. So it has to be like just a whole ass Just massive boobies. massive boobies. Right. <laughs> and also gotta put in like a lot of padding around the hips and ass area to make his waist look super tiny. <laughs> and this long red wig. 
That just reminded me of something from high school. I will, I will Venmo Jeff Bezos $11 to do that and post it on the internet. Your, your move, Jeff Bezos. <laughs> Listen, man, I feel bad for the guy. He lost one of his stacks to Mars. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, so but he didn't. Yeah, because that's only his personal money. He didn't buy it. Jeff Bezos didn't buy MGM. He told his company that holds all of his other money to buy MGM. Right. <laughs> his personal money probably just increased. Right. So we got a couple more things. Um, why don't you text Emma her thoughts if she has anything she'd like to say about an album that came out? Uh, we'll talk about that next week. Oh, we will. Yeah. When it's still topical and relevant. It will be. Okay. Yeah, it will be. Um, so, the Eternals... license was, was top relevant for, like... It still is. So, like, the drama was unfolding. True. But there's there's more drama than you know in the in the album. <laughs> Has Emma, like, archaeologist... Not archaeologist, just, like... Yeah. Broken it down? Yeah. Have you been, like, woken up at four in the morning and been like, okay, listen. <laughs> uh, I have been trying to go to sleep at two in the morning and receive these... Uh, Lectures, I, lectures isn't the right word because I actually do enjoy them. Yes, dissertations on uh, how um, Joshua Bassett's actually super duper creepy, um, like much creepier than I thought. Well, he was like twenty and she was like seventeen. I mean, it's or worse. sixteen. <laughs> oh, um, pause because I actually don't know this. So I'm gonna pause. And so um, we're back. Uh, wow, guys. Yeah, um, there's going to be uh, some stuff to talk about with oh. uh, Olivia Rodrigo's new album. You guys should probably listen to it before next week. It, a, because it's it, a fucking phenomenal album. Yeah, it's all right. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's a, good. You better be. It's a great album. I love it. Album. It's great. Um, no, like, bad songs on there. Um, but they, they, paint a, they paint a certain picture that's kind of hard to ignore uh, and is a little... Something, something. So we'll talk about it. It is, yeah. Oh wow. Um. So, the Eternals, yeah. Oh yeah, we got a trailer for the Eternals. Yeah. Um. So, what did you think? What are your thoughts? Uh, I like it. It looks gorgeous. Mm-hmm. I'm very interested to see more. Um, and I hope I, I'm, I'm very excited for the movie, in general. Um. I really only have one, like, complaint. What is it? Because I know that the movie is going to have, like, moments of levity and stuff like that. It's a Marvel movie. But, like, the trailer spends, like, two minutes um, being... Quite serious? Quite serious and and cool and stuff. And it, it looks like a lot of really interesting, like, lore stuff. And then it, like, does a title card, and then it's got a little bumper on the end that's kind of just, like, the shawarma scene from... Yeah, well, that's how the Doctor Strange trailer was. Yeah, and I didn't love it when they did that, either. Like, kind of stick to a, stick to a theme with your trailers. Like, if you want to do a fun trailer, do a fun trailer. I think that's kind of... If well, that's, that's what you want to showcase, a, sick. That's how a trailer works, you know? It's serious, and there's, like, a bumper at the end. Like a joke. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. It's not my favorite way to make a trailer. Yeah. Looking about, like, the Endgame trailer. Serious. Tony Stark, he's gonna die in space. Everyone's sad. It's all foggy now. And then again, I was like, "Hello, it's me, Ant Man." Mm, that's how the. But I don't think that was as much of a joke so much as it just like came off kind of funny. It was a joke. Like that that scene at the end of the Endgame teaser, like the first one, was a joke. Like he was like, "Hey, it's Ant Man. 
I do you guys remember me at the airport? I was all big. Like that's a joke. Oh yeah, that's right. I thought it was just him. Like, yeah. Yeah. No, he. It's a. That's right. I mean, you know, it. That's just you know how. It just like it felt weirdly out of place. Yeah. Well, that's all Marvel trailers are though. Like. Yeah, but other like ones. The first Infinity War trailer. It's like there's about to be some mad genocide, and then uh, Spider-Man meets Doctor Strange. Ha ha. <laughs> yeah, but it didn't feel as like stark. I don't know. Ah. Yeah. Um, I like it. I uh, relate this theory to Jesse, and it's my my hot my hot predict. Uh huh. Um. So, in the Eternals trailer, uh, at the end, there's a scene where all of them are having dinner, I guess, or something together. Mm-hmm. And they're all... So, they say... The words they say are, now that Captain Rogers and Iron Man are dead, who's going to lead the Avengers? That doesn't matter. I don't give a shit. Um, so, the thing that interests me is that they say Captain Rogers, which led me to believe they know Steve. Like, personally. And then someone... And then I think you might have sent it to me. Uh, someone... Or I sent it to you. Um, in the, uh, someone pointed out, like a couple MCU kind of pages, uh, pointed yeah. out that you see, uh, Cap's original shield just like, I guess, like, chilling on their bar. Yeah. And then also in a scene where Angelina Jolie's fighting somebody, someone's holding, like, a trash can that has, like, like a trash can lid that's holding, or something similar. Like a, it, it's a circular looking... Disc. Disc. Um, that if you like zoom in, it's got like the faint outline of a star star right. in the middle. It looks like a kind of like Captain America shield. Until I saw those things, I thought you were kind of like reaching. Yeah, I was like, I mean, they've been like the watchering this whole operation. But surely, and Steve Rogers is like one of the most respected dudes. Right, but surely you know, if they were like, if that's what the situation, they probably have the same respect for Iron Man though, right? Because as far as they know, he, like, sacrificed himself to save all all of it. Or, I guess, yeah, all of it. Just all of the everyone. Well, yeah, but that's also, like, Iron Man... Tony Stark was a good guy because he was Iron Man. Like, that's what made him a, a great man. And Steve was Captain America because he was a great man. Well, the other and thing... And so I feel like it would... It, like, they were giving, like, the the most honorific title to each. Right. But, um... Well, the other thing I thought about yesterday, because I was talking about it with another friend, um, is that maybe, and I hadn't thought about this, like, previously, um, but I'm still a little convinced they might know Steve personally. Yeah. But the other thing I thought of, and I was like, oh, if they're, like, I don't know the right way to describe it, because I, I know how to describe it in my head, but it makes it sound like I don't <clears throat> like this idea. Okay. Um, but if they're pushing Sam Wilson as Captain America saying Captain America is dead is a little oh, sure. might like be Confused like using or... yeah okay yeah I can see that yeah so um, and then they say Captain Rogers we know who right it's very was. specifically like that was Steve yeah um, yeah you know I I'm not when you first pitched this theory I was convinced you were wrong mm-hmm. and now I'm not Convinced, not that you were wrong, but convinced that like I didn't agree with your theory. Right. And now I'm not convinced that I don't agree with your theory, but I'm also not unconvinced either. Mm-hmm. Like I'm like, hmm, maybe. I mean, well, 
made? I'm trying to think. Because my first thought was maybe they met him during when he was putting the stones back. Maybe. But if they met him at all, it had to be then. Well, I mean, I suppose, you know, if they're always watching, maybe they could be like, hey, Steve, don't don't mention us ever again, but right. we are the Eternals. We're immortal and we're super powerful. But the stones, that could have been it. But also, if I understand how end, how the time travel and endgame works, like time traveling is into a different timeline. Then, not correct. Is it not correct? Like... The Marvel Universe that we saw. So the way things happen chronologically in the Marvel Universe that we have experienced. Right. Captain America, the first Avenger happens. Okay, no, no, no. What I'm saying is they... Steve goes from 2025, right? Or mm-hmm. 2023. 2023. Yeah. Goes from 2023 back to put all the stones back. Yeah. But that is not the past of the 2023. It is. Is it? it? In, in Iron Man that takes place in 2008, chronologically, Steve has already put the stones back and lived his whole life. And then the MCU that we see occurs in the universe that has happened where Steve has already put the stones back. We just don't see that he does do that until the end. Okay. So, like, the, the MCU that we have seen exists in the world where... Steve exists in the timeline that Steve went back to. Okay. So there's like MC, like the MCU, kind of, like the first timeline that happened. Because, well, I'm because they specifically say they can't like kill baby Thanos or whatever, which implies that changes make new timelines that aren't experienced in the normal flow of time. Yes, but in the timeline that we're we're experiencing by watching the movies, it's not a change. Oh, okay. Oh, because I do know, like, the Russos and the Screen Rangers have said different things. Yes. Because I know... But they've agreed on this now. Well, I thought, because I thought the Russos had said Steve lived his life in a different timeline and then just, like, hopped back over at some point. That's what I thought and what makes more sense to me, but apparently they've now all agreed and Kevin has said that, like, the timeline that we see from the first Avenger to Endgame includes Steve, Steve being, old. being old in the natural progression natural progression from the 50s to the 1920s. Oh, that's not stupid. Or 2020s. It is. But it is... That makes no sense. None whatsoever. Whatever. So, yeah, I guess the Eternals might have met him. Um, I'm a little confused as to why they're finally doing something. I mean, I understand that, like, these other mean Eternals are back. But yeah. also, like, you think Thanos, he's a mean Eternal. Or, I mean, I guess, like, comics he is, at least. Yeah. Like, do you think, yeah, you think that might have warranted them showing up? I mean, I guess no one knew who they I were. I think it'll depend on how big of a threat they make the Deviants. Right. Um, because, like... You know, Thanos was, like, the weird cousin who was off doing some fuck shit, but also, like, the heroes on Earth, they've got this. They can handle this. They definitively didn't handle this. No, but that was, like, their thought process. And 
and no one, so and no one knew who they were when uh in twenty like at the end of Endgame, so they didn't get an invite. Right. Yeah. So if they were, I bet, I bet they're just pissed about not getting an invite. <laughs> but then if if they become um, like if they make the Deviants a big enough threat. Because that's what the Eternals are there for. They're like, we're here to kind of babysit Earth and make the Deviants, make sure the Deviants don't do anything to it. Right. Thanos is just like the weird cousin. Yeah. And technically not a Deviant either. Um, he's just a mutated Eternal. Yeah, he's a mutated Eternal who uh, did some... Who, who kind of went crazy, but he's not a Deviant. Right. Um, and if they make the Deviants a big enough threat for them to be like, okay, 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 fine. Right. Or also, I think the propulsion of the fact that like a lot of the best heroes, like Steve and Iron Man, are no longer on the scene. Um, then they'll be like, okay, maybe now it's time for us to hop do in some, and help out. The, the, to lend a hand. Yeah. yeah. I think they'll they'll like I I understand and share the confusion with why they haven't jumped in up to this point, but I also it's the same thing with like um why didn't you know fucking Fury. Ring a ding ding, Captain Marvel. Right. Yeah. For New York or for Ultron or right. for <laughs> any event that is happening. Right. Um, I think that I think that the movie will provide a sound enough explanation. Probably. Combined with a healthy dose of suspension of disbelief and yeah. just call it call it a day. Looks good though. Oh yeah, it looks great. Very excited. I think it's the Marvel movie I the Marvel movie like currently in production or with like a release date in sight. That I'm most excited about. More than Spider-Man? Yes. Because maybe it's a Spider-Verse? Because Spider-Man might suck. I'm very nervous about it. Alright. That's fair. I think we're getting a trailer in the next couple days. I'm sure we will. Or, maybe, I don't know, Sony, like, Pictures UK's Twitter was, like, saying it was, like, doing some fucking shit. So I think yeah. we'll know within the next week or so. I think they have to, like... Do you think they'd tell us with the trailer? Like, when the trailer comes out... You know, I want to say no, but I think they might. Because I think the backlash, if they don't, might be so... Like... It, the three things going to happen, right? In the grand scheme of things, from like a year from now, we can look back and see that one of these three things happen. Right. Either... They're not doing Spider-Verse, and they didn't... And they never and were. They, they never were, and they don't show it in the trailer. Right. They communicate the idea that they are not doing it, but then turns out, surprise, they are. Mm-hmm. Or they are doing it, and they communicate that from the get. Right. If it's option B, <laughs> so many little piss baby shitting hands, munch it up, shit again, eat it, people will be so pissed off that they're like, they're not doing Spider-Verse. They lie to us, even though they've explicitly said several times, even though, like, whatever, they can lie. But, like, they've said far more times than not that they're not doing Spider-Verse. And uh, Marvel Studios will be burned to the ground if they the trailer doesn't have Tobey Maguire's shiny little face in there. So you... But do you not think that people would be more excited if they kept denying it Spider-Verse and then when we watch it like Tobin and Andrew show up do you think I think that's the right move if they are going to do it that there should be no indication and they should keep up the lie until people have their ass in the theater seats mm-hmm. but yeah, I also sustainable 
I think it's it's sustainable fine. It would just take a lot of like a lot of NDAs. Um, but the issue being that so many people are going to be so upset about it that they might as well just say it. Right. Get everyone shut up. Do you think maybe showing Charlie Cox in the trailer might be the play? So that way it's something to ever give everyone like a bust a nut about. It tides them over. I mean, if Charlie Cox is in this movie. Yes, I think that would be the play. However, <laughs> I think in the event that I'm still holding out for that they're not doing Spider-Verse and they do show Charlie Cox in the trailer, it will hold people over, but it will hold them over for... Until the movie comes out and then... For nothing. Right. And then they'll be really pissed. Right. Which would make me laugh, but that's not a good business model. Did you see the Aaron Taylor Johnson's Craven? Yeah, I did. I don't fucking care. I mean, like, it's no, fine. it's not. Here's the thing. I'd rather he was Craven in an MCU property, but also... Craven's like, not a fucking interesting character in a vacuum. Right. Like, Craven hunting Spider-Man because he's the most dangerous prey is interesting. But just like this dude who hunts... Yeah. I don't give a fuck. That's just like a Ben 10 villain. They, uh... They also released a short list of actors that they approached to play Craven before landing on Aaron Taylor Johnson, and they're all better choices, with the exception of maybe one, but I still think he's a better choice. Is it, I would um, like to see. I remember it. It's, um, I would have liked to have seen any of them in the MCU as Craven. I know one of them is Schrodinger's bad actor. Uh, yes. John David Washington. Yes. Uh, Adam Driver, I saw. Uh huh. Keanu. Uh huh. I know the other one. He's my favorite actor. One of my favorite actors. He's up. There. Oh, it's Brad Pitt. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all of those are, in my opinion, better choices for this role than Aaron Taylor Johnson, except maybe John David Washington. I'd say they're like on par. But um, they're both bad choices, and I also think there would have been there are several other choices not on that list that also would have been great. I don't care. Is and my they're not Aaron Taylor Johnson, but also like, right? Why do I give a shit about a Craven movie? Listen, like without Ven- Spider Man, Venom is like interesting, I guess, and he also has like an expanded cast of characters that are, like, uniquely Venom. Right. Craven fucking doesn't. No. I don't give a shit. Like, and I can... I get it, you know? They're just gonna, like, I don't know, having fucking fighting... I guess, like, fucking, um... I don't even know who they have them fight. I guess, like, the... Probably rugby. Venom. Is it in the Venomverse now? Yeah. Fucking hate that. Yeah. These movies are terrible. Well, not terrible, but like, stop making. Why are they happening? Just fucking sell out. Right. Just sell it all to Marvel. And is it like affecting Marvel? Like, can they not use villains if, um, yeah, Sony isn't like actively doing something with them? Yeah, they can only exist in one place at a time. So Kraven's not in Spider-Man the one he'd be a good villain for. Yeah, and. Probably won't be for any foreseeable. Because I think I mentioned this. Craven would be a great villain for this Spider-Man. He's on No Way Home. That's a fucking Craven villain movie. Right. He's fucking the bounty hunter brought in to hunt down Spidey. That. Right. Make that movie, please. But, like, I don't care. No. Who's he craving the last hunting? Venom? I suppose. I don't fucking care, man. <laughs> Ugh. It just, it really doesn't. 
Craven has the one story that's interesting. Just the one. Right. And all of his other stories that he's in, even, are like continuations or variations or origins or whatever for that one interesting story. Right. Like, Craven's got one story. Yeah. <sighs> I hope he has his lion vest, though. Yeah, same. <laughs> and his, like, zebra ballet flats. Yes. Oh my god. Um, so, I think that's all. Oh, no, there's one more thing. Timothy Chalamet will reportedly sing and dance in Wonka with several musical numbers in the film in an origin movie. I have a question, Jesse. Yeah. You've seen Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory. I have. The both of them, yeah? Yeah. Did you ever watch the first, like, the Gene Hackman Willy Wonka movie? Uh-huh. And go, yeah, but, like, tell me more about how this guy got here. No. That's so, part of what makes him interesting. Is that he's just... Is that I don't know. Right. And it kind of, like, pisses me off in the Johnny Depp one that they even showed it for, like, five minutes. Like, I don't need to know this information. Right. I don't want to know this information. You didn't like knowing that his dad was a mean dentist played by Sean Connery? It was Christopher Lee. Was it Christopher Lee? Oh, I thought it was Sean Connery. I guess Um, it was Christopher Lee. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like, that was fine, I guess. Like, an interesting tidbit about his backstory. But, like, the whole, like, him going to the jungle and not enslaving, (laughs) question mark, because he pays them in cocoa beans. Uh, The Oompa Loompas, like, I didn't need that. And it kind of worsened it. Right. But, you know, whatever. This Timothy Chalamet Wonka movie, like, I really don't need to see. Can Timmy even, like, sing and dance? Like, is that a thing he can do? Not that I'm aware of. Right. I don't think it's a thing he's done, but I'm sure he... I saw him. Um, or they wouldn't have cast him. <laughs> I, you like Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> well, fair, but it, if this is a musical, I'm sure there were, like... Rounds of auditions. You've seen Beauty and the Beast. Audition and audition. You've seen Beauty. And I mean, yeah, but well, I saw an interview with him like the other day, actually, uh, and I mean, maybe I'm picking up the wrong, uh, the wrong uh, uh, implication. But mm-hmm. so he was talking about how I didn't know this actually. He went to high school with Ansel Elgort. Yeah, and Ansel Elgort was like cool and popular and was like cast in all the musicals, and Timothy Chalamet wasn't. Yeah, and I was like. Listen, man, a high school production of Guys and Dolls, if you're a guy, isn't hard to get into. Right. Like, you're probably not a good singer. <laughs> That's what my brain went to. Right. Like, they let anyone in the fucking high school musicals. I know, I was in them. <laughs> right, yeah. Like, I got into one of them. Right. <clears throat> like, in Guys and Dolls. Which is a miracle time. I was in a professional musical. I got paid to be in a musical, and I am, like, the worst singer and dancer to ever. Which one was it? Mr. Popper's Penguins. That's right. I was also in like a um, not professional, but I beat out a lot of guys to be in a production of um, Bye Bye Birdie. No idea how the fuck that happened. Um, I was in Sweeney Todd in high school. Like, it it doesn't take a great singer and dancer to be in. I'm a terrible dancer. Yeah, for those. Who don't know? I in high school did the Music Man, and uh, there was this part where they do bell kicks, and I bruised the girl I had to do them with, Michaela Kelly. I'm sorry, 
Yeah. Um, I, I'm a terrible dancer. Like, that was my thing in high school. Like, I was known to not be a good dancer. And, like, every now and then I could, I could if I studied something long enough, I could be like, all right, yeah, I can do this. But, like, I've said it before and I'll say it again. The dentist in Little Shop of Horrors, cushiest job in all of high school theater. Because you don't have to dance particularly well. Like, you just kind of have to be able to do, like, the Elvis right. pumps, but, like, anyone can do that. Yeah, that's what I did for Bye Bye Birdie. Yeah, exactly. That's, like, the only dance movie. You got to have to and if you just, like, accentuate it, even if it's bad, it works. Right. And then you, so you show up, like, 30 minutes into the musical, two songs, you're on and off in a 20-minute span, get, like, third billing and a standing O. Right. Absolute iconic stuff. Like... Wore an all leather outfit, man. Those were the days. Exactly, it was awesome. Yeah. So I mean, maybe Timothy Chalamet can sing and dance, but maybe he can. But also, maybe he doesn't need to. Yeah. And maybe this movie doesn't need to exist. Uh-huh. Doesn't. It uh, certainly doesn't. So, anyways, um, we actually have decided to have a bit of a discussion about mm-hmm. um, Star Wars in general. I guess specifically the the third the sequel trilogy. Oh, is that what we're talking about? Yeah. Oh, I thought we were just talking about Star Wars. I, I have a lot to say about the sequel trilogy. I Regarding an interview that occurred, that came out today. <laughs> Pre-made stuff, but uh, I don't like the sequel trilogy, so let's go. Um, I really, I love the sequel trilogy. Um, two of my, like, like, top half, like, two of those movies are in my top half of the Star Wars saga the skywalker saga at least um and one of them is an indeterminate place i don't know i need to watch it again because i used to really like it and now my opinion of it has changed but um we'll we'll see okay uh so i don't even know what my star wars ranking is um uh, let's rank our star wars movies so um (laughs) <laughs> uh, my favorite one is probably just the Skywalker saga. Yeah, that's what I mean. So yeah. Um, oh, because I told you my favorite the other day. Yeah. Um, we'll just say it. my favorite is Rogue One. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's that. Uh, Attack of the Clones is my favorite Star Wars saga or Skywalker saga one. Yeah. Um, specifically because I have like a very fun memory associated with it. Right. And Dexter Jetster. But yeah. Who doesn't love Dexter Jetster? Uh, but yeah, so I have that. Um, then it probably goes Empire, Hope. Sith. Um, mm. Return of the Jedi? Hold on, real quick. I'm going to write yours down. Okay. So we've got two, two, five, five four, um, three, six, six, um, seven. Okay. Not seven, eight. Okay. Um, eight, seven, one, nine. Okay. Maybe. I, mm, that sounds about right. My ranking would be Empire, The Last Jedi, 
Um, A New Hope. Revenge of the Sith. Uh, Force Awakens. Return of the Jedi. Rise of Skywalker. Phantom Menace, but those two are pretty interchangeable. Um, Attack of the Clones. What? Attack of the Clones is your least favorite? Yeah. That's uh, that's cringe, boy. I mean, it's the worst one. It's not. It's definitively not. It's at least better than... uh, uh, It's at least better than... um, Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. Maybe. We'll see. (laughs) I don't know. Um, But the, the interview in question... I haven't read the interview. I saw the headline. Yeah, I've only seen the headline. So, I, I I saw like the the whole paragraph that the headline was from. So, given a little bit of context, but so JJ Abrams said, "Oh yeah, um, probably should have a roadmap." Right. He was like, "Maybe we should have had a plan when we made the sequel trilogy." And that's why it's bad. Um. Here's. Why? Do you know what movie is a Phantom Menace, Jesse? What movie is Phantom Menace? It's The Last Jedi. No. It is because that is a Phantom film. It. That's true. It's from another timeline, and it has. Well, it has encroached into right. our our realm, and has um. Replaced whatever it was movie eight. It's probably better than whatever it was J.J. Abrams movie. Eight. Substantially better. Here is my uh, uh here's a tweet. That I found that I would like to read for the class. Uh, This is by um, a creator on Twitter um, that goes by the by at Moo Man IB. So shout out to you, Moo Man IB. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, but. That's what it is. Um, and they wrote, I feel like JJ saying we should have planned the trilogy is a little disingenuous because he clearly did have a plan in his brain, which he didn't tell anybody else, and then got really upset when Ryan Johnson gave absolutely zero shits about facilitating that plan. I would like to add, and then continued to... Or proceeded to make a much better movie than JJ would have made. Mm-hmm. Um... Here's my thing. It's not J.J. Abrams or Ryan Johnson's fault. I mean, it's it's some fantasy neither their faults and both of their faults. Um, I I think it is in no way, shape, or form Ryan Johnson's fault. Well, and it's not really J.J.'s fault either. Well, here's the thing: what it is, it's actually Lucasfilm's fault. Um, right. That's that's who's to blame. Yeah. Because. Listen, um, from what I understand, maybe this is revealed to be a lie, um, but J.J. Abrams did not have answers for mystery boxes. He was like, I don't fucking know where parents are. Right. And he just passed it along. He hot potatoed it. Yeah. He was the questions guy. He was the question. He was asking these questions, but he didn't have the answers. Um, so listen, man, and I think many better, like more educated people have said this before and many will say it since because... I think the sequel trilogy will be a cinematic failure studied for 
generations to come. Um, but, but, like, when you compare uh, the sequel trilogy to the original trilogy, um, who is Luke's father? Or is Luke's father Vader? It wasn't like a question we were asking ourselves, and that's why right. it was a, a surprise. Because we weren't like... No one, one was like, ah, I knew it. Yeah. And I mean, so, there's something you said about the fact that it, he wasn't really before, and then I think it was Carrie Fisher's idea, actually, if I recall him. No. Okay, I like him. I don't know anything. But that wasn't like a thing in the original script. No. Because there wasn't going to be a Star Wars chick. Cause, right. And then money. when they made the second one, um, I don't know. I always assumed it was um, uh, Carrie Fisher because I know she was like a script doctor brought in for it. She so. was, uh, but that was not one of her touches because she didn't actually see the real script. Oh, because the real script was um, one thing, and Carrie Fisher doctored that. But then there was one line really that was changed right um and it, what was written was Obi-Wan, uh, killed your Obi-Wan killed your father and then George Lucas took Luke or Mark Hamill into a back room and was like okay you can't tell fucking anybody this that's not the real line the real line is um Luke, uh, is I am your father. father. And he's like, oh shit. So Carrie doctored everything else. everything else, just not that. Alright, um, I didn't know that. But yeah, that wasn't like the question we were asking ourselves. And that's why it was surprising and worked. Right. And I mean, you know, there can be like twists we are wondering about, and that's what makes it an interesting twist. I'm blanking on one right now, but like, I'm sure there are such. But like, that's not one of them. Right. Well, here's here's what I think happened. Tell me what you think happened. Is JJ wrote these questions that he did not necessarily that he did not intend to answer because it was going to someone else, and right. then that person could answer the questions. Like he said, "Oh, here's something you can do. Here's something you can do. Here's something you can do." Right. And I think... You but know, then, like, over the course of time in his head, answers to the questions that he asked started to form. Oh, I don't think what happened. that's what happened. And then Ryan Johnson answered the questions in a way he didn't like. But then he was like, okay, whatever, you know, I'm not directing the third movie. It's not my not my business. Right. And then he was directing the third movie. He's like, ah, oh, I'm going to do my answers now. And everyone's like, but that doesn't make sense. He's like, I don't give a shit. I'm J.J. fucking Abrams. I'm made lost. I mean, I don't think that's what happened either because I believe... Um, I think it was A.J. Ridley who said this, um, that... It changed day to day on Rise of Skywalker. That's true, yeah. So, he kept asking questions without really... Per- and then kind of like half-assed answers to them. So what I think happened, actually, is that he asked these questions. He slapped us with like five mystery boxes or something, you know? And that's the thing. I think that I also think that um, at the heart of every story is a mystery box. is a stupid fucking way to read movies. Yeah. Because not every movie asks a question like that. Right. Like, I mean, there are certainly questions within movies, but no one... But mystery boxes aren't questions. Mystery boxes are twists. Right. And not every movie has a twist. Right. Like, yeah. And even, like, only half the movies with twists actually do them well. Right. So, 
anyways, what I um, what I think it is is they you know he wrote all these mystery boxes and then he like handed them off and I believe he gave Ryan Johnson his blessing. He's like, all right, you can answer whatever you want. And I think what happened, with, especially with stuff, stuff like um, what's it called? Uh, raving nobody. Um, that was very much. Oh, you know what? I don't think that's not so much. That's not a question I found interesting. More so, oh, you know, I have this idea for what I want to do. Uh, that question doesn't really play into it, and I think I can do something interesting by not by doing whatever, whatever, whatever with the question. Right. And people didn't like that answer, and that's what it comes back around to. It's not whether despite I'm, the fact that that's the best possible answer. I mean, that's what Star Wars is all about. No, because that's not what Star Wars is all about. Star Wars is very specifically about a fucking family. Um, but um, see, people do not like that answer, and there's you know merit to that, I suppose. I mean, I wouldn't. I haven't seen Episode Nine where Ray continues to not be anyone, so I can't say for sure. Sure. But there's nothing wrong. It's a fine enough answer. Like, especially if... I don't think that necessarily having... Because, you know, Star Wars is a story about a family. Like, that's what it is. That's honest. You can't get, get around it. Like, it's like poetry. It rhymes. Right. And I hate that I just said that. But it's true. And, like, this, it's called the Skywalker Saga for a fucking reason. Right? And, I mean, her adopting the name is fine enough. I mean... No, that's upsetting. I... It's a little upsetting. I get what they're going for. That's why I say it's fine enough. Sure, okay. But, like, if they were maybe positioning Kylo Ren to take over more as a main character, which it seemed like it in yeah. Episode Eight, that works. And if he, like, tosses aside... You know, tosses aside the name Solo or whatever, but, you know, like, becomes a Skywalker, however that... Um, came about narrative wise mm -hmm. neat but you know as it stands um what actually happened is uh that lucasfilms rolled over because people didn't like that answer and then they just were like jj can she be someone and then he was like <clears throat> uh yeah who and then they're like what do you mean who <laughs> you and, pick yeah <clears throat> and then he picks different people every day yeah because you know and yeah, I mean, and I'm not saying like, oh, she should be a Kenobi or oh, she should be a whatever, whatever, whatever. But she probably shouldn't be a Palpatine, yeah? Yeah. Especially because, I don't know, it asks a lot of questions that I personally, or maybe I've watched it wrong, but I never assumed that it goes, ag it goes against questions. I always kind of thought it had certain answers. Yeah. Like, I, for some reason, always thought it was implied that Okay, maybe not imply, but I know for sure it said clones can't be force sensitive. Like you can't clone yeah. the force. Yeah. I know that's a thing. Yeah. For some reason, I thought I learned somewhere that clones are sterile. Um, the ones or on... they, like or clone trooper clones specifically. Yeah, trooper clones are, but that's not the case with the Palpatine clone. Okay, I was just curious. But but I had, like known that, so I was like, oh, I get. It. And I, that's the other thing. Like, I don't care. And I think, um... I've come around to... I don't love The Last Jedi. Mm -hmm. It's, like, in the middle, I think, if I remember my ranking correctly for me. Um, towards the bottom of the middle, but yeah. 
I because I know at least four I put above it because I think it was because it went you have five above it oh it's number six on your list what's on um, number five is it return yeah that's still pretty interchangeable yeah. um well yeah I'd say so it's in the middle-ish like yeah it's really a yeah let's just call that one they flip um sure and I haven't watched Return of the Jedi in a minute so maybe that'll change um but I think that might be the movie I've seen the least recently what are you doing you stupid turtle trying what are to, you doing he's trying to stick his head up by the thingy idiot he is an idiot he's a stupid idiot boy but maybe I should trap you in a pedometer would you like that <laughs> I don't agree with my turtle, guys. No, he's very good to his turtle. I am. Um, so, it just didn't have a roadmap, and that's what it is, and that's what J.J. Abrams said. And, yeah, you know, that is J.J. Abrams' fault. Because he asked these questions and he didn't have an answer. And, I mean, you know, there's something to be said about that. I get it. I do understand that he um, was like, I can't commit to making a trilogy. I'll make this. Here's some things I think should be asked of this trilogy. And then... He said, but it's up to you, Ryan Johnson. You can pick. Right. And then Ryan Johnson picked, and then Star Wars fans didn't like those picks. So. Yeah. But also, fucking Force Awakens isn't that good. Um, I think it's I think it's good. I think A New Hope is good, yeah. It's not the same. It's mostly the same. So is every other story ever written by anyone. I'm just... Okay, but I'm not talking about, like, the <clears throat> hero's journey archetype. I'm saying, like, it's pretty beat-for-beat beat similar to A New Hope. Like, you can't argue with that. Like, that's... I mean, yeah, but so is... Nobody ever said that about, um... Fucking Phantom Menace, and that is also true of Yeah, Phantom but, like, Menace. no one likes Phantom Menace, really. Fair. Like, I like... You know, I like um, parts of The Force Awakens. Like, I do. I... I think it does a great job of playing the hits. I like the hits. The hits are great. There's a reason they're the hits. Sure. But, like... And that's what J.D. Abrams was brought in for. He was brought in to play the hits. And he did it. He did a great job of playing the hits. And I guarantee that's what he was told to do. He was told, hey, just to make a new hope, yeah. And he was like, you, you want, what do you want, me, you want me to do anything differently? And they were like... Very little, yeah. And it's safe. Like, it's a very safe movie. Like, you can't argue with that. That's fair. And uh, Jesse and I, we talked about this, I think, last week, actually. I mean, before, multiple times. But yeah, last week specifically. Um, I will never forget seeing The Force Awakens for the first time. Oh, yeah. Not because I thought it was particularly great. I mean, I liked it at the time. But um, I will never forget... Uh, so I had, um, you better not stick your head in there again. I'm not getting you out. I mean, I will if you're dying, but I'm really not excited about it. Oh, does he like it coming down on his face, maybe? Maybe. That's probably Oh, it. yeah, he does, because when the water level is lower, he likes to hang out underneath the stream. And... Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Oh, he's just bumping his shell. What an idiot. Just be careful, you little idiot. I mean... It... It's not like you can get, it's not like a spinning filter no, thing. Yeah. You can't get sucked in. And even if you could, that would be at the bottom, not the top, but still. Yeah. I'm like, don't get stuck, dummy. So anyways, um, what was I talking about? Um, you know, the one. 
The hits? Yeah. Oh, the moment, yeah. So the moment I'll never forget is I was on like vacation, so I didn't see it over winter break. I mean, I saw it later, but I had avoided spoilers. Like, I didn't know anything before going in. Yeah. And then um, I remember sitting down, watching it in this theater in Vegas, and jet. it only lasts like fucking five seconds, really. But the five seconds tops, probably close to like three, actually, mm-hmm. between... Um, the, a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, and when the, the score started and the crawl opened, never will forget that. Yeah. Felt like an eternity, but like, so grand. It was awesome. So great. Because, you know, um, especially when I was younger, the original trilogy felt so old. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, I was like 10. Right. And being made 30 years ago when you're 10 is like ethereal. But. Um, so I was like, oh man, Star Wars is so like, it's this like generational spanning thing. And, um, then when, uh, and the, um, what's it called? The prequels had already finished out by the time we were like consuming media. So, and I thought I'm never going to see like a new Star Wars in a theater. Yeah. Like, that's not an experience I'll ever have. I can show my kids Star Wars. Like. Right. I'll be able to watch Star Wars again. Maybe they'll do like a theatrical re-release, and I'll be able to go see that, and that'll be neat. But I'll yeah. never see like um, I'll never see Star Wars for the first time in theaters. Mm-hmm. But I got to, and that was awesome. And yeah, it fucking rocks. It did, and I was there like opening weekend for um, Rogue One, mm-hmm. and I was there opening weekend for um, Last Jedi. I told that story before, mm-hmm. but fantastic. Um, so. Yeah. Like, I like all these Star Wars movies. I think there's merit to all of them. And like, you know, right. Star- all Star Wars is good Star Wars. Right. There's just some Star Wars that's better Star Wars than other Star Wars. But also, the sequel trilogy is nonsense, man. I... I think part of the reason why I like the sequel trilogy so much is because... Um, I am really there, like, in the sequel trilogy especially, for the characters more than anything. And I really like the characters. The plot, in some instances, except for The Last Jedi, because the plot to The Last Jedi is genuinely fantastic. Um, it's it, like it, two-thirds. It good. leaves something to be desired. Um, I think there's not a thing wrong. Well, okay. I always, there's maybe one thing wrong with the plot in Last Jedi, but I even my complaint is that it goes on for too long, not that it's there in the first place. I think all the casino shit has been... I think... It, it, I think it's it's too long. There's too much of it, but I don't think it in and of itself is bad. I think you know. Well, here's the <clears> thing about that. Um, it goes on for far too long, but also like because of that, I don't like need it to begin with. Really, like fair. I mean, you know, it's all muddled that whole sequence. <clears throat> yeah, fair enough. And I think you know what um. Uh, the Last Jedi is very good at doing is asking interesting questions. Yeah, I think it does that great. It's nice questions asked in that in those movies. But right, no one proceeds to answer any of them. Not a one. Well, Ryan Johnson was going to, and then some some piss baby shit in hands munch 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 shit again, munch 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 shit shit again. They they didn't like. Those 
interesting questions. And so they were not interested in the interesting answers. And so they fired Ryan Johnson from the movie. Right, and I get that. And I'm not mad at Ryan Johnson for these questions. But then, then they hired Colin Trevorrow, who wrote what was probably going to be an awesome movie. It was an awesome and movie. And then... I've read it. <laughs> yeah. And then fucking... Um, they're like, no, not this one. Jurassic World 2 didn't do as well as people hoped, which was not really Colin Trevorrow's fault either. Well, the first Jurassic World wasn't that. Exactly. Well, it was like fine, but it wasn't like... Right. It's, um... The thing about... Cause the reason the Jurassic World, the first one, worked was just like the novelty of seeing a new Jurassic World or park. Right. But, like... Jurassic World, the second Jurassic World, did not have that novelty attached to it. Right. Also, it's... I mean, it's probably better than Jurassic World, the first Jurassic World. I haven't seen it since I was in theaters, but, like... Yeah. I don't fucking care. Oh, this is the point I'm getting at. Um, so... I think that... Yeah. So, but the thing is, yeah, these questions weren't answered. I'm not mad at Ryan Johnson for it, but I can't be like, oh... Like, participation points sequel trilogy for asking interesting questions, like partial credit. Because, <laughs> like, what is what am I supposed to get out of that? You know, like, it's... You get what I'm saying, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah, you know, maybe if I could, like, Bioshock Infinite into a new universe, maybe eventually on my list would be, yeah, I'll see Ryan Johnson's episode 9. That'd be like the first thing I do. That's the first thing you do. Yeah. You'd just go watch Ryan. If that exists in that universe, yeah, that's okay. like one of the, that's up there. Okay. So. What else would I do in a parallel universe besides watch like parallel versions of movies that exist? I don't know. I mean, I suppose. I don't know. Exactly. I probably think of something to do before watching Ryan Johnson's episode nine. No. Would you just go to the local Red Box or? I'd probably go on to like Petflix or whatever they call it over there. And so they have like so it's like, like blue and it's like Disney Disney minus or whatever. And I'd I'd watch Ryan Johnson's Star Wars episode nine. What if it's bad? Well, then I guess I would stand corrected. Right. <laughs> um. But yeah. Ryan Johnson doesn't make bad movies. I think that's a bit of a blanket statement. Pull up his IMDb. I mean, I haven't seen all of his movies, but... He doesn't make any bad movies. I haven't seen all of his movies, but they're, like, critically regarded as great. And the most controversial one is The Last Jedi, and people who say that it's bad or wrong. Um... I don't know. I can't see who's there and I haven't seen them. Um, so... Yeah. yeah. So... Yeah. Just keep talking. Um, I... Just love Star Wars, man. And I wish it was not as controversial as it is. Um, but, you know, I also think that it, uh, it 
Hold on. Okay. Sorry, I was reading Brian Johnson's IMDb, and it was kind of uh, not all there. Mm -hmm. Um, Not paying attention to everything I was saying. But, you know, Star Wars is great. They probably should have had a road plan, um, a roadmap. Even if there was, like, some wiggle room for the directors to play with, they should have had, like, more of a general idea of, like, this is what we want to do. Right. Um, Or uh, they should have not let people piss and shit and get their way. Right. And um, because I think either either Ryan Johnson's episode 9 or um, Colin Trevorrow's episode 9 would have been leagues better than what we got. And um, yeah. Maybe. But I mean, those movies are also kind of like I don't know, the world is like so confusing to me. Like I don't have a sense of who's in control or who's in what power. Like, the characters are fine, but, like... I really like the characters. I think Finn, Ray, and Poe, specifically, are some of the most engaging, like, protagonists. But here's the thing, like... Besides, like, Obi-Wan Kenobi and Han Solo. But, like, you know... I was, like, talking about this one at the right. Um, so... If I, like, had a scene with, like, the three of them... Mm-hmm. Could you tell, like, who said what? Alright. Yeah. I'm not gonna like, quiz you or anything, I don't care. But Depending on like when in the timeline it took place. They weren't all on screen together until episode nine. Well yeah, but like I I was thinking you were you would like Oh, I mean I couldn't just like <coughs> just pick a random line and be like, who said that? What I'm saying is like if I had a scene with the three of them mm-hmm. could not tell you who said what. Like a scene that exists. Yeah. Um yeah, I could. I'm not, like, pulling it up on fair enough. Sure. But also, like, I don't know. It makes no sense when you consider the linear path of it all. And I mean, that's because... Stupid. But, like... I like Star Wars. I really need to reiterate. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, and then the other thing is, like... The world doesn't make any sense. I don't know what the First Order means. Yeah, I don't know that's, that who's true. Like, best I understand it. So there's the Galactic Empire, or like Republic, or something now, right? Yeah. The New Republic, right? Yeah. And they're off here. And the Resistance is a state-sponsored terrorist organization, I guess, based off of what Resistance means. Right. And then the First Order is like... Like, neo-Nazis off on the side, and... The main government can't directly patron or uh, scrutinize these neo Nazis of the last government, right? So they have this state sponsored terrorist organization fight them. However, the state sponsored terrorist organization is considerably smaller considering they're state sponsored, right? What does it um, mean? It's nonsense, it's okay. stupid. I get it, they want to have little guys and big guys, I understand, sure, but that's not. It doesn't they, make any sense. They don't explain it, but I've done a fair, my fair share of thinking about how this works, and I think I've got it. Um, basically, like there's two, there's two political parties really. There's like the, the Galactic Republic and the, um, the First Order. And so they're a the political f- party. Kind of. And so, they become. Hold, hold on. Let me let me get through this first. Oh wait, I would just no. Like, let wait, me get through this. Wait, first. can I just pitch one thing though? No. Let me get through it first. Where? 
Um, and the First Order has now become like the controlling party. Like, they, like they they've got the the House, the Senate, and the and the White House. And then they they the other party is kind of just like rolling over and being like, well, you know, democracy, man. Like they won. And then the resistance is like, fuck that, and they're trying to fight them. That's the best I can suppose it, but the movie never says that, that and that is... Um, that's, like, actually what's happening in the real world right now. Right, I was about to say... It I makes like plenty you're... of sense, but it, it... The movie never says it, so it doesn't uh, work. Let's really. see, the First Order... Simply known as Order... Uh, autocratic military... I'm on Wikipedia. Formed by the Red of the Galactic Empire... Born in the Unknown Regions, predecessor. No, that's not what they are. They're like a like on. They're just like a um. Uh. They're just like these assholes who declared um to be separate. <laughs> oh, so they're the South. Yeah, I guess. And the the Galactic Republic is kind of just like, I mean, yeah, if you guys declare to be separate, then I guess you are, and we're not going to really interfere with that. And then the Resistance is like, but they're doing Nazi shit. We can't let them destroy planets. And they're like, well, they're their planets to destroy. And they're like, no. Well, I don't... That actually makes some sense, but, like, they didn't say it. So. Oh, okay. So it seems like... It's also nonsense, because I don't know what these fucking words mean. Um... But if I understand it, it appears that um, the uh, okay. So so they seceded. Uh huh. And then a cold war happened. Okay. So the central the republic senate. Uh, had was like state sponsoring Al Qaeda. Okay. To attack the South, and then the South nuked Washington D.C. and New York. Hmm. Okay. That makes, that makes no sense. I mean, I get it. I understand what they're saying, but that's also. But weird. they also didn't say it. They so didn't say it. Like. I mean, it, yeah. Let me see. Let me really... see where their citation from this comes from. Right. Like, I don't have to cite it because it's fucking Wikipedia. Yeah, exactly. This means nothing to me. I have to if I have to read like a side, fucking um. Yeah, I have to fucking read the Star Wars Insider books if I want to know what's going on that's stupid you wrote a bad story yeah that's like that's not enough yeah uh, anyways alright yeah we've talked about Star Wars we've got one more piece of news left we do would you like to say and it and I think phone we'll we'll, uh, we'll call, call it a day. a day yeah so Th- this is all I'll say I still like Star Wars a lot guys. oh yeah I'm not like shitting on the sequel trilogy because um I hate Star Wars I like it very much I like my Star Wars to be good though and it is good. It's just not... Some elements of it are not as good as they could be. All right. Um, so, final piece of news. 
Howard University has announced their reestablished College of Fine Arts will be named the Chadwick A. Bozeman College of Fine Arts to honor their distinguished alumnus. And I think that's sweet. I agree. Very excited. Conda for everything. Yeah, good. I think that's a that's a cool thing to do. On a nice note to end on. Yes. So tune in next week where we talk about driver's license. Not driver's license. Sour. Sour, tenant, and, and whatever the fuck happens Spider-Man or something. between now and then. Probably fucking Spider-Man. Uh-huh. All right. Until then. Stay sticky, my friends.